This is a Thinkers 50 podcast, brought to you in partnership with the Brightline Initiative, bridging the gap between strategy design and delivery. Hello, I'm Stuart Crane. This is a Thinkers 50 podcast. Today, I'm talking with Ricardo Vargas, Executive Director of the Brightline Initiative. Brightline is a key Thinkers 50 partner and an organization we've been working with over the last two years. Ricardo, welcome. Thank you, Stuart. It's great to be here with you again. Tell me about the New York event last week. You had Lou, Lou Gerstner. Yeah. One of the, the corporate legends. What, what was Lou Gerstner yeah. like? Yeah, it was a first. The event uh, last week was really remarkable. First, we, we had um, outstanding public, um, both on the live stream and physically. And and the closing remarks from Lou Gerstner were, were brilliant, you know, because he brought the brutal reality of business when you try to change it and and of course Lou is widely recognized by shifting IBM completely and and changing and I would say um, bureaucratic and norm- when, when he started saying 400,000 employees I said God how do you make 400,000 people move to a different direction you know even counting 400,000 people, it's incredible. And then he gave extremely down-to-earth advice to, to the people in the audience. He said about the need for urgency. You know, urgency is what makes people move. If you don't have this sense of urgency and if you just stand on your comfort zone, you don't bring change to reality. And and he gave so many examples that we saw on, on the news. It was. Uh, fantastic. So what, what was for me the joy of the event is that we mixed up strong academics with a, a fantastic background on strategy like Roger Martin, like Rita McGrath, like Alex Osterwalder, like Professor Davini, uh, Professor Henry Mintzberg, together with business people together with business people like Susan Steele from IBM, like Montazar from STC. So this mix of business and, and academia was a fantastic mix because we had, and, and one thing that it, I, I gave on my, my final uh, uh, message to, to the group is that Brightline aims to work trying to understand and helping us to bridge the gap between ideas and results. So how you bring things out of paper and, and turn them into reality. And what I said at the end, and I, and the, the event was uh, the face of that, is that I'm not concerned if you want to bridge this gap by building a bridge, a concrete bridge, a metal bridge, a bubblegum bridge, a tunnel, put boats, whatever. So what we saw on the event were a combination of very different thoughts on that and very different approach that can produce insight. So it was not uh, everybody saying the same thing on how do we connect these dots. And this is exactly what Brightline is about, is to build this platform where people come to talk and discuss how we can sort out this problem. Yeah, because there's no easy universal solution. Yes. But the issues you're talking about are universal. Yes. The, the gap between strategy and execution is, I mean, through time immemorial, 
has, has been an issue. Yes, yes, yes. And th this, we all agree. But how we can bridge this gap? Then there is a lot of aspects. So we had one panel on crisis. Very interesting. Uh, for example, why in crisis you can get more things done than in normal conditions? Why in crisis people change their behavior, people act in a different way, but in normal conditions people don't act? And this goes back to the urgency. So, and this was one of the panels. Let me tell you the other two. It's about why we should mind this gap. And the third one was on the human side. Human as a central piece. Because the only way for you to getting ideas from paper and transforming them into reality is if people want to do that. And you launched the Bright Lights People Manifesto in New York. And this is going to be your big, big thing over the next year and something you're going to be talking about and promoting at the Fingers 50 2019 uh, ne next year. Uh, tell us about the people yes, manifesto. Yeah, that, that, that was a very... But, but I need just to explain why we created the People Manifesto. When we create the guiding principles last year, if you read them, you will see that if not all, but most of them has a massive human component on it. We, we, understand, we understood that to bridge this gap, a, a very important aspect is related to people, how people behave, how humans behave facing strategic challenge. If you do transformation, the first thing you need to do is to transform people. And then we decided uh, last year to work towards something that we believe can help people to understand. And we tried to, to develop something that was not obvious, but something more challenging. And we created four statements and that we present. So we created first a visual that is, it looks like a Da Vinci, Vitruvian uh, man. And we, we put on this, this drawing four references. The first one is leadership is overemphasized or sometimes overrated. You know, everybody is educated and think that the only path to the top is to become leaders. But for you to lead, you need to have followers. If everybody wants to lead and only this is only the behavior you, you are stimulating, you don't get things done. So at sometimes you really must lead. But at many times you should also step back and follow someone else and follow someone else. And this is something that we saw that brings a lot of challenge. For example, when we talk about the education of our kids, when we are talking about the universities, all business schools, they went to, you should be leader. You know, you should be leader. You should be leader. And then at the end, you have, you know, so many people wanting to lead that you don't have anyone that goes on the other side to follow and do things. So this was one of our, our, our first uh, um, items. The second one, we challenge also the the concept of collaboration. So collaboration is key, but it's not everything. And this was the second challenge, is that, of course, we are talking that we should collaborate. 
But we need also at some times to empower people to decide and do the work by themselves. Some of the aspects of the changing process, people need to take ownership and work alone towards that, that, that solution. So it's very, very important that we do not think that everything should be done in collaboration because collaboration sometimes bring a lot of side effects like speed, for example, for example, many times we talk about collaboration and consensus. It would be wonderful if the world we can make all decisions in a consensus base. But consensus takes time. And sometimes this kind of consensus kill your organization because you try to reach consensus and at the end you don't reach anything. The third one is culture. Culture is never built. Let me tell you. There is no way, there is no roadmap to build. Oh, I want my, my organization to have an entrepreneur culture. You don't build that. This happens. This happens. So what you do, you create the environment that allow some cultural behavior to grow. But you don't build that. You don't say, oh, tomorrow we want entrepreneurs and then tomorrow everybody will become entrepreneurs. It, it's not like that. So what you need to understand is that culture is something that flourished on the organization by the behavior of people. There is no roadmap. There is no checklist and say, oh, I want to make my organization more creative. So do that do this course and do that. There is no checklist to, to do that. This, uh, you, you need to embrace this diversity. And one thing that we, we said, and this is a perfect example I want to tell on Brightline, because Brightline team is one of the most diverse team. We have people from everywhere, from all backgrounds, geographically, uh, and on, on the background, educational background. And this is what helped us to be mindful and creative in a global approach. Because sometimes people understand things differently. So there is no roadmap. So on this, we are talking about diversity and, and the positive tension of people thinking different. And, and the last one, that it's for me, I'm, I, I need to be cautious on saying that, but, but this is for me, I would say one of the most relevance and the most challenging uh, is we need to understand that people act in their own self-interest. It doesn't matter who these people are, they act on their own self-interest. And many times people, when people face transformation, because implementation of strategy is transformation. I don't, I don't, I, I never saw an organization saying, oh, our strategy is continue doing what we are doing, right? Right? Every time you do a strategy, you want to transform something. You want to transform a product, a service, a behavior, or you, you want to focus on something different. Otherwise, you just, you just continue business as usual. So this is the challenge when you transform you need to understand how people in your organization, how your stakeholders will see that. And what is in there for them? What, what is the good thing for them? 
What is the bad thing for them? And people act on their... Look, even if you work as a volunteer, it's, you, it's on your own self-interest to be volunteer. So if you don't get that, this is... Let me give you two examples we, we discussed. The first one is about change. People like to talk a lot about the need for change. People love to say, we need to change, we need to change, we need to change. I'm saying, not only in organizations, organizations, governments, you know, if I ask you, Stuart, uh, 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 how UK is doing this, say, we need to change. And it doesn't matter who you are. If I go on the street, people, but when you say, so let's change, people are not so comfortable. So people like to talk, but they don't like change. They, they, why? Because change brings uncertainty. Brings, brings what is in there for me. And, and this is one thing that we need to understand. So, for example, on the human side, if you want to get things done, how you can demonstrate to people that is good for them? How, how do you... And, and a second example is, for example, many people say, oh, I don't understand the strategy of this organization. I don't understand. No, no. Most of the time, they understand. The problem is that they don't agree because it's not good for them. But the, but by saying agree, it's very hard. So what they do is, I don't understand. So it's four, four big issues. Yeah, it's four big issues. And we are planning next year to do uh, some spin-off of that. So we want to produce some videos, some interviews, some case studies, trying to tackle how you, you, you can act on the self-interest, how you can act on the culture. Uh, so trying to build some examples on that to help people to embrace. But the manifesto is about awareness. If you want to be successful, it's not only money to drive strategy. If you don't get people on board, it will not work. It will not work at all. And a lot of what you're saying is going against conventional wisdom. So the thing about leadership, for instance, I mean, in the last 40 years, I mean, really leadership only became an accepted discipline in the 1980s. But over the last 40 years, we've been kind of brainwashed to uh, venerate leaders above everything. And actual managers, yeah. the people who get things done, are not actually venerated in organizations the way they used to be. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and what we wanted with them, this is why it's a manifesto. Uh, it's because we, we are challenging the conventional wisdom on that. We, we are trying to challenge, for example, um, when we think about self-interest. No, it, it's not, it's something that people, nobody say, I don't support that because it's not good for me. They will never say that, but this is the feeling. So most of the strategies, they fail because they don't have the buy-in. Maybe the CEO bought it, but, and what about the 400,000 employees of IBM? You know, it's, it's not, and, and what Lou Gaster said, at some point, you, you need to change people. You need to change people because it, it's life if people don't move. And he said that clearly. So, so what does success look like for the people manifesto? Yeah, what, what we really want is to produce this insight. And, and one thing you said that I really like is non-conventional. We want to bring discussion to the table. 
We want, look, we want people to disagree with the people manifesto. That's no problem. But, but what we don't want is that people oversight it. You know, and this is our, our, the aim of Brightline. You know, we want, for example, people to talk about it. Even if they disagree, we want people to say, I disagree. But, but talk about that. Let, let's not oversight that. You know? So you're launching the People Manifesto at a time when all the debate is about artificial intelligence, robots. Do, do you think to some extent the human side of organisations is becoming uh, ever more pressing and more important because of the advent of all these new technologies? Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's good. I will answer to you using Professor Davani quotes on, on, on our event uh, last week. He said, look, the industrial revolution was exactly like what is happening today. A lot of the, the jobs will disappear. But, but he was in a very positive way saying, but people will learn to do how to do other things. You know, and, but the challenge is that people want to continue doing things the way they did in the past. So let me tell you, artificial intelligence, this is my, my view, will change. Will change. But artificial intelligence will not kill all the jobs and will be jobless. But we'll have to learn how to do other things. Other things, because some of them will be done much better by robots. But we'll have to learn. Of course, we need to do this in a responsible way. Because one thing that we learned, and Claudio from Lee Hatch Harrison said this last week, in a brilliant way, people don't transform themselves as fast as technology. People don't follow Moore's law. A computer can speed up tomorrow and in a year, in two years, it's a completely different, but people don't change at this pace. So the gap is just growing because people don't change. People don't change the way they work, the way they live at this pace. So we need just to balance and try to understand how we can use this in an inclusive way. Because if tomorrow we create self-driven cars and just say to all drivers in the planet, say, now you have no job. And if we don't train them, we, we are just excluding them. And then they will be completely against that. And then we'll have a disruption. But if we, if we can teach them, if we can improve their work, if we can make them doing different things, then it can be very nice. Let, let me, I want to, to use one example that I heard from my colleagues at John Deere. Uh, for example, imagine the, the, the tractor, uh, for example, to, to harvest soybeans in, in Brazil. Uh, today, to be the driver of this, to control because it's self-driven, but, but the person that controls this, this enormous machines they get an extremely good salary because it's a high skilled profession so they transform the traditional driver with low salary into something different of course less people will do that so other people we need to embrace them and develop them to new kinds of jobs Ricardo Vargas, thank you very much. Keep updated on the People Manifesto. Check out brightline.org. And at Thinkers50, we will be publishing articles, books, blogs about the People Manifesto over the next year. Okay, thank you very much, Stuart. Take care. Thank you. This is a Thinkers50 podcast. 
brought to you in partnership with the Brightline Initiative, bridging the gap between strategy design and delivery.